developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots thought tell me you two are pretty good best in the company golly i'm so impressed you're talking about line of sight yeah that's right exactly welcome to line of sight this is episode 203 recording on September 26th 2023 and my name is Adam and my name is Nathan this is episode 3 of September where we will be talking Crimson Tide and In Enemy Hands we're past the halfway mark we only have two other movies after this. How does that make you feel, Nathan? Uh, fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think uh, September is going quite swimmingly. Uh, nothing really more to report on it than that. Uh, it is funny watching these all back to back to back, week after week, and seeing all the similarities and differences. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, someone had to do it, and I'm, I think we are the perfect uh, pair to do it. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a good week for both picks. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting for next week as well, but uh, we'll get into it when we're talking more about them. But I. Th- it would have almost I don't know what's better which order uh, but in enemy hands if it had been paired with U571 and steel sharks with crimson tide this was just the luck of the draw but like if they were switched it would have been insane just because of the pulling from one another and we can get into that but uh, yeah I'm kind of glad that there's some separation so it wasn't too much of a like just remake two exact same not that they're the exact same but there's uh there's a few things um so yeah and yeah we're a little late but uh, we'll squeeze in the fourth one before too long and uh that's a wrap on the first september so uh, what a ride it's been. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting recommendations on Tubi for more sub movies. <laughs> People say it couldn't be done, but we're proving yeah. wrong. Yep. And it will continue because like we said, we're saving some things, um, for next time because it'll be here before you know it. Oh, for sure. It comes around every year at the same time beautiful yeah i've heard rumors of like national holiday stuff but i don't want to jump ahead yeah i mean it seems that you can just claim any day for anything now it's like national or international or global whatever day 
It doesn't matter. It, no one, it, no one's keeping track of this stuff. You can just say whatever you want. It's actually <laughs> insane because on 88.5, Light 88.5, formerly Foxy 88.5, formerly the Jewel 88.5, <laughs> uh, sometimes it's on in the car when uh, I get into the car and right in the morning and they'll tell you in their morning show what days it is yeah and they'll look like every single day this is a segment and they'll list like three yeah. or four things yeah and this like this is boss appreciation day this is avocado day this is appreciate yeah. the weather day like um, th- these are not exaggerations. They're at that yeah. level, and it's just like, yeah, what? Like what? Who is deciding this, and why? Where is where is this database keeping track of these things? Right, like, and then like who is actually participating in any way? <laughs> but I think like I see this crap on Facebook sometimes too. It's like. Uh, sister day or brother day it's like shut up this is yeah. garbage my mom posted something for daughter day and it, <laughs> and I can say this because she isn't she's not going to listen to this but she posted a collage or like four pictures of my sister my wife and then two sister-in-laws so she has three daughter-in-laws one daughter so f- four four images in a nice nice little square but they were all horrifically like uh what do you call that uh like squeezed kind of transformed to fit in so like none of them have the original (laughs) aspect ratio so like (laughs) friend is like super like squished down like (laughs) just the faces you can tell it's just like you did not know what you were doing when you put this together (laughs) i love older people specifically moms with technology moms on facebook yeah Yeah. and (laughs) it's amazing you've seen that uh whatever clip and like some mom had some uh picture printed and it's like a full one but then it's just a screenshot because it's like the picture then white up above and below the picture and then under that is just like where all the other pictures are like where you could scroll so obviously just screenshot and send it over so it's like they did exactly what they were sent (laughs) yeah yeah uh old people on social media is great there's i've seen i'm not part of this group but i've seen posts of like this group is a bunch of people who've just post as if they're like boomers and misusing things and whatever and it'll just be like all caps or using emojis wrong or whatever and you know how you can do those posts where instead of just typing text you have like a background or whatever yeah yeah and then there's like one with the laughing laughing crying emoji and then 
I think this one was real. I don't even think it's one making fun of this, but it was like someone announcing that like their husband died, but they're using that because it's got tears. But it just looks like they're laughing about it. Oh, oh it's good stuff. It good stuff. <laughs> or yeah, just like seeing people's profile like descriptions that are not being used like th- like their Google searches or something like way too personal like I hate Barb because she stole my yeah. like pie recipe Barb can go to hell or whatever it is it's just like whoa <laughs> grandma <laughs> yeah I've seen uh, some things like that on people that I know and it's always <laughs> older <laughs> one specific one and it's an older lady with grandkids pretty much <laughs> complaining that none of her grandkids come visit her. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other news, I, I haven't shared this on the podcast, but you know. Uh, when we were at Fan Expo, there was a draw being put on by um, Sunrise Records, and I entered it. It was for Spider-Man uh, to get 4K of Across the Spider-Verse, and I got an email saying I had won, and then days later, I received a package in the mail, and I open it. And it is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. But I'm pretty sure the draw, if I recall, they might have had two or more going on. And I think you could enter for both, and I did both. But the email that I received didn't specifically say which one I had won. So I just assumed it was a cross, but I received into, and I was going to, like reply and be like hey what why would you give me this and then i'm like thinking who cares <laughs> i guess i just want this one i have it on blu-ray so okay. I, this is a 4k so at least it's an upgrade so i was just like i'm not gonna complain it's a free thing like what yeah. <laughs> i don't want to be that guy or it's like i want the new one but it was a little bit of a letdown typical sony yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just another way to let me down. <laughs> <laughs> You're, it just feeds into the rational hatred. But that's okay. Now, if they sent me a copy of Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, well, that, <laughs> that would have been... Is that Sony 2? No. no that's Nickelodeon. Okay. Um, I don't know what the studio would be if it... Hmm. It doesn't matter. I'm not even going to look it up. <laughs> it's Nickelodeon. Uh, but yeah. So that's now something I do need to purchase on my own. I was kind of hoping I just got it yeah. and didn't have to worry about it. <clears throat> but uh, related, I've been watching all the Spider-Man movies with Alexis uh from Toby Maguire and we've gotten up to Homecoming. We've watched that, but now I'm not entirely sure what to do because things get a little 
too connected at this point. Even before getting into Homecoming, we watched the clip of Civil War. <laughs> I had to prime her with Tony Stark recruiting Spider-Man and then the airport fight. We watched those two scenes and then we watched Homecoming. But Far From Home happens after Endgame, which I'm, sh I'm sure she's seen, but probably doesn't remember or care. No. <laughs> and it's like the Marvel fan in me, it's like, no, we got to watch all the MCU movies, but we're specifically watching Spider-Man and she likes them. Like that's something at least, but uh, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do all the other ones, especially at that point. It's like 20 movies or something. So I'm going to probably just... Uh, we could even do like a Infinity War Endgame and then watch Far From Home, <laughs> but the I don't Spider Man content critical. is so minimal. I, I don't think that this is critical <laughs> for the young child to put her no. through all that. Like, if anything, in Far From Home, there's a little bit about like Tony Stark being dead, but and and the snap and how like people are five years older and stuff. I can easily just explain this, but it kind of makes me sad that I've done this. And uh, it's all been because I've wanted to watch No Way Home. And then it's like, well, before we watch this, we I have to <laughs> get you ready with all these other ones. And uh, I was kind of happy. She, um, she really did not like the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire ones. She kept saying like what the heck like like just yelling things at the screen and whatever like she enjoyed it but there was a lot where it's like to me I like them enough but I don't love them the way some people do and then also just thinking oh well they're they're made for kids like they're campy and whatever so kids will enjoy them but even she was like not not loving it blindly and uh always impresses me with the the language of cinema and how she picks up certain things and knows what's gonna happen like she'll say certain things before they're gonna happen or whatever it's like see you know uh she said she liked the andrew garfield ones um but i think she just thought he was cute i don't think <laughs> I've seen the second one. I've seen part. I liked of it. it. I liked it more this time around, and I feel like I hadn't watched them too long ago. But uh, I was a little more easy on it, uh, and it could have been just we broke it up in a couple viewings. And uh, there is so much dumb in it, but there's also a lot of great stuff in it. So I just kind of it's a right down the middle kind of thing for me two and a half but uh, uh, but Hasbro has announced solo figures of all three Spider-Men they, re they released a three pack that sold out very quickly but these single figures that they're releasing coming out like January I think they have masks off and the I think I might have shared it in our group. The Andrew Garfield one looks pretty good, 
and uh, I have a Tobey Maguire figure but not with the mask off and I don't have any Tom Holland figures or at least not Marvel Legends but looking up I do have the, the Iron Spider suit and his homemade suit but they're not the Marvel Legends quality they're the lesser quality ones but before those come out there is also a Civil War one coming out I think that's the one I'm actually going to pop on I think and then wait for January to, for we Garfield. need to get a soundboard for that last 45 <laughs> seconds <laughs> oh just okay sure <laughs> very excited for you very happy for yeah you. There's, that reminds there's big me. things happening in the toy world I'm very yeah, no, excited there's, so you sent me some uh, Lego stuff Disney yep. Lego, uh, there's a Piranha Plant Mario Lego coming out, or already out. Uh, I was going to say, are you not going to Florida in October? I am. When's that coming? It's coming, it's the end of October. Okay. So, so we have a little bit of time. We have a while, yeah. I've put it's it on our calendar. It's going to come up quick. Yeah, um, I've been trying to plan ahead um, what we're going to do uh, so far. This is just an idea, but uh, I'll be away for Halloween, but um, I may be able to watch this before or while I'm away. Did you want to do Halloween 2? Because we did the first one last year. Maybe. I'm... Sure. I don't care really either way because I didn't love the first one. No. <laughs> or what could even be interesting is the new ones. There's like that new trilogy. Just skipping everything and going to the, the first one of those. I don't know. <laughs> Which is uh, like a legacy. Cool. I don't want to watch those. Not that, that, like, we have so much crap. There's that yeah, we're no, like, oh, sense. we should do this. We should. Let's not even waste our time on those okay. new ones. That is true, but we need. Yeah, some the Halloween's coming. Old, the up. old one, maybe for sure. That's I'm not vetoing that. I'll veto the other ones. Okay, um, and then while we're talking ideas, just floating this out, something I've been thinking about recently, uh, past couple weeks, a list we could do is. Uh, the best lazy Sunday movies, like a Sunday afternoon, you like nothing's going on. You're on the couch. You may or may not fall asleep. the The windows are open. There's a cool breeze. The best, the best lazy Sunday. Like I have the one past that, couple weeks, I've had a, a couple. I have one that and, jumps into my mind. I wonder if we would have the same type of criteria. Yeah, we can talk criteria, we can have specific examples, or just even broader, I don't know, genre, or, yeah, even just those uh, specific criteria. That was an idea that, that came up for me recently. Doesn't have to be soon, but uh, no, add it to the list. <laughs> uh, we haven't done lists in a while. No, we need to do more lists. Lists are fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I had anything else. Um, 
I don't know if you have any other business before we get down to it. No, not really. I haven't been watching anything. I don't know if I'm going. We're going to have to postpone of what we watch because I haven't watched anything but these sub movies in a while. Yeah, I mean, we haven't uh, been doing them monthly, anyways. Um, so yeah. we don't have we. I don't yeah. know. Could even wait to the end of October for that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. Then let's get into dive. It. Dive, dive, dive. Uh, so we'll do it same as before. We'll do the main one and then <laughs> the wild card. So Crimson Tide from 1995. This one was another on your top 100. Do you know? I do not know. Number. Um, this is directed by one Tony Scott starring Denzel Washington, Gene Hackman, Matt Craven, Viggo Mortensen, James Gandolfini, mm. and others. Um, on a U.S. nuclear missile sub, a young first officer stages a mutiny to prevent his trigger-happy captain from launching his missiles before confirming his orders to do so. That's a very accurate synopsis. I've, I, would, I don't I, know if it was IMDb one I read before, and it, it was much more vague. I would say <laughs> the trigger happy is a little editorialized. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fake news. Actually, that's actually that <laughs> is actually not a true explanation that of the it, movie. That, uh, that, that is the exact one from IMDb, actually. Hmm. Where did I see? It must have been the description on, like, Disney Plus that I had read. That's where I watched it, Disney Plus. Um, looked great in HD. First time watch for me, as are most of these. Um, but you, obviously, have seen it before. Yes. But not a ton of times, but enough. Okay. Uh, when when would have been the first time? Ninety five. I mean, so you wouldn't have seen it when it came out. No, it's I, rated R. I would have probably saw it like I don't know, ten, fifteen years ago. So, just I know I had seen it, but then I saw it again and remembered what it was and loved it uh, because of film junk just praising Tony Scott so yeah, probably even went around he, when he died is when uh, I would have revisited it for the first time <laughs> and really registered registered it uh, yeah I love Crimson Tide it's awesome paying attention to movies that you love because you pick up on other things and things that you actually like and maybe things that you dislike uh, great the great Tony Scott I would say in regards to a big general topic Tony Scott 
is the man. He is so much better because I would say he dabbles in a similar realm as uh, Michael Bay and uh, what's his name? Roland Emmerich. And there was someone else. But those two. But he is so much better than them. Besides Independence Day, like, Tony Scott, on average, is way better than those two. I feel like you could, he could have directed, all those three guys could rotate and who directed what, and he would make everything better <laughs> all, all the time. Like a Tony Scott yeah. Transformers movie or I, Armageddon or The Rock, I think, would be elevated. Uh, but yeah, like he is actually good quality action movie director. Yeah, uh, I feel like I thought he did more, but I mean, he's done enough. Um, we should point, I think he did like five Denzel Washington movies. Man on Fire, Deja Vu, Unstoppable, Crimson Tide. Is he in Pelham 1, 2, 3? Yeah. Or is that someone else? No, he is. Okay. Yeah, so five. Um, yeah, that looks like it. And I think that's probably... Well, I did Top Gun and Days of Thunder... So there's two Tom Cruise, Gene Hackman's in Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State. So he has a few people he works with repeat. I don't know about the rest, but uh Um Yeah, uh, so just to not to spoil it, but uh well, spoil it. my review <laughs> my review of Crimson Tide was this might be Tony Scott's best film could be and I would think the the closest front runner would be true romance as far as like best film like the the, the rest are all fine and good but uh, as far as the, the top of the list I think for a first time watch uh, this one really was hitting all the sweet spots for me and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's awesome. And again, like specifically talking about the sub genre uh, of subs, <laughs> but like there's not a ton of action in it. Like they do have the encounter with the other sub, and there's guns, but. It's more dialogue-driven than anything. Yeah. And it's still very exciting and tense and all that. Like, it's... Yeah, sure, it's a, quote, action movie. But really, how much action... I feel like it's more just... You could call it a thriller. Right. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's barely an action movie. Because there's... Yeah. Like, so... It's been, like, a week since I watched it, but... Uh, or more, but um, I was even 
wondering if there was another sub. Uh, I guess there is, because there's the whole thing with uh, getting up to the depth for receiving transmissions, and there's a whole thing with that. But, like, compared to the other ones we've watched, they're more... Um, the conflict is the enemy mm -hmm. where this one the conflict is within this sub is the main thing and that's where it goes against some of the standard things that we've seen um, I feel like there there isn't a scene in this one where they're like trying to stay quiet and like everyone's listening and there's like depth charges going off around them mm -hmm. like that's a common thing in these but this one um yeah i think it's just, i think it's a really good script it keeps things moving and stays exciting and yet not a lot really is happening yeah i admit it's funny that you mentioned true romance because quentin tarantino wrote that and he didn't write crimson tide but i believe he punched it up uh, had like mm. a rewrite on it or something so and there's certainly things within there specifically the silver surfer and the star trek stuff definitely yeah. feels like tarantino stuff uh and it made me think that like denzel washington's character is awesome but comma he is a complete nerd to be knowledgeable especially the silver surfer comic book stuff star trek you could say that's general knowledge yeah but still but the silver Sur surfer stuff it's like that's a little uh inside baseball i would say for uh submarine captain or a second in command but yes and no i feel like the way that it's written he may just be just saying it bsing his way through because he just kind of repeats what the one guy says and takes his side and that's it right. like he doesn't really make any new points in that little thing uh it, it is a weird <laughs> part of it but it just kind of shows him winning over yes at least this crewmate and he's fairly important uh played by fabrizio of titanic yeah um and he's actually in it quite a bit and is pretty important um mamma mia uh yeah no there's a lot of the cast is like some up and comers too. Where who's the yeah. Sopranos guy? James Gandolf. Yeah, and he's in True Romance, and yeah. just things like that. And like Viggo Mortensen, like Lord of the yeah. Rings is not out yet, so he's good in this, but he's not uh, as well known. But then. I, I also just like the basic dynamics of it where it's not like two commanding officers all this stuff but 
kind of, uh, there's Denzel and Vigo is his buddy. And then uh, Gene Hackman has his guys and they kind of cross, you know, like his second in command. If Vigo's Denzel second in command is siding with the captain and Gene Hackman second in command is siding with Denzel, it just adds to the dynamic. And I would say that, I don't know where we were discussing this before and what other film, but it was, uh, what makes good drama is smart people. Like, they're not dumb. Gene Hackman is, you see his point of view, but he's definitely more played as, not quite like the villain, but definitely antagonist or whatever. But he's smart. It's movies stink when the villain's an idiot or anyone's an idiot, but no one's really stupid in this. Yeah, and he's not acting like a villain, and it's just a difference of opinion, basically. Right. And that's where the ending is also really good, uh, where it's just more about, like, who was right and who is wrong and this isn't a huge spoiler but one thing that is said to them is that they were both right and they were both wrong and I like that because it's it's true it's like should it have happened that way probably not like it's unfortunate that they went through all that stuff but like um yeah they are both right and both wrong at the same time in their uh, actions. So yeah, I, I think that works really well. Yeah, and it, it's a great idea, and it would be fun to try to think of a story like this in another context where you're really siding for both groups or like yeah. you see both their points really well. And it's not a uh, an obvious answer. The movie's definitely kind of more on Denzel's side, and like even yeah. the fact that when uh, they lock the captain captain up in his room, he like switches to like a black sweater or something, and it's like <laughs> he's doing more of the villain role. Uh, just so I don't forget, I will say my. Uh, one actual criticism of the movie and then uh, more of a general bigger idea I would say like when Gene Hackman is kind of going off the handle and is like holding a gun to someone's head that would be like the only time where it's like this guy is not cool and collected and smart and he's being more villainous than just like trying to get what he wants accomplished and then my big thing was just because of paying attention to this movie if this movie had big cojones they would have had it they could have had like had their cake and eaten it too or something either go all the way and they should have launched 
they get to the surface and this Russian nutcase or whatever, those rebel, like they were meant to launch because you kind of the whole time know, I feel maybe it's on the second viewing, but I think it's like kind of implied. You just kind of know that Denzel's right. You know what yeah. I mean? So that would have been like a twist that like, no, you were wrong. You were supposed to launch. If you followed orders and followed procedure, right? And like you could have it go to the extreme. I don't think Hollywood producers would ever have let that. And you could have went to the extreme of like, oh, they blew up los angeles or something like a nuclear strike like that but you could have had something that like they destroyed something or shot uh destroyed a japanese battleship like they keep talking about japan or whatever like and these guys in their lack of getting the job done did cause something to happen so like i play it somewhere within there like a hundred people died because of your inaction versus a million because they blew up a city pick some range in there and i think that would have been even like another kick in the movie's favor of like well yeah your hero uh, was actually kind of wrong this is my twist that I always want to I don't know how to, uh, to make this story but like things like the matrix but more specifically uh, equilibrium where it's like I want to make a movie like that but then the rebels turn out to actually be the bad guys and it's like no like as the, as the, things are revealed and then it's like just like equilibrium and then it's like oh yeah no the rebels are the good guys but then as the movie opens up even further it's like no you guys are psychos and are like slaughtering I feel like there is a movie like that and I can't think of what it is though well there probably is because it's a great idea (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that type of thing where it's like you think it, it would almost be like making a twist of like no the empire is actually good and the rebels are just terrorists but like actually that were yeah uh yeah so that's my only little thing where i think it would be you kind of know that denzel's right it's just gonna yeah for him I think just because of the structure and you're following him and yeah. all that, like it's. But it is awesome. You, you kind of assume yeah. that. And how he's your hero fir- and all that. The like first real confrontation, they're always just like playing it up, like there's no issues yet. Uh, but then when they're actually start screaming at each other, how great is that scene? like yeah and they're and they're not even looking at each other they're kind of looking at other people because they kind of want them on their side so many things are good because like i said with the vigo mortensen uh 
kind of switching sides or not being completely loyal to this friend. But I love, is it the chief of the boat or whoever? And then he's like, thank you for, Denzel says thank you. Yeah. And then he's like, F you. I love how he says it. F you. He's just like, yeah, I'm, I hate you, but you are technically right. So I'm following that precedent. Everyone is following yeah. weird precedents and protocols. Great. Um, I will say there's a lot of f bombs, but I think they're all used perfectly, and they're not just thrown in whenever. Because, kind of like your favorite movie, The Castle, the first like yeah. half of this, there isn't any. But it's once like tension gets high that's when they're dropping them right and exactly if you use it all the time it means nothing yeah so i don't particularly like it when people are swearing all the time but almost every time it's used in this i think it's effective and i think even the first one is that first confrontation does gene hackman say it and gene hackman's like now shut the f up right. <laughs> or something like that and it's yeah. like whoa <laughs> but like it works like when he, his voice goes it's, high it's awesome yeah <laughs> uh he's amazing and i will say uh, about the script i just think there are so many good lines in this whenever i was like reaching for my phone to make notes it was usually because there's a great line and it happened a lot <laughs> give us some <laughs> Well, here's a few. Um, in the nuclear world, the true enemy is war itself. This is that's like the punctuation at the end of a little. Uh, that's kind of the theme of the whole thing. He doesn't want to launch because he's trying to avoid war if they can. Um, I liked Gene Hackman talking about running drills when things aren't calm, and saying we deal with things when it's not all hunky dory. Or something like that, and uh, I didn't get the whole speech there. But there were a few times I did like rewind to to catch things a second time. We were here to preserve democracy, not practice it. Uh, yeah, not practice. I wrote preserve twice. Yeah, not I, practice. I it. wrote that one. Uh, that is a great line. And it's true. It's like it's a, there's a chain of command. You don't have to take a vote. <laughs> you just do what the captain says. Um, uh, why else would he be fueling? You don't put on a condom unless you're going to F. <laughs> I like that. Talking about the Russian fueling their nukes. Um, I think that might be it for direct quotes that I wrote down, but I, I know I thought it a lot of like, Oh, that's a good line. Um, but also the way that Denzel says Holocaust, 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 Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah. He says it twice. (laughs) Um, and then just talking about the way people speak and, classic Aragorn weird Vigo voice <laughs> came up. He's like, he's in command now. 
was like, what the heck is going on? It's like when he starts raising his voice. He's not yelling, but... Yeah, when he, he yells... You cannot wield it! None can! Or whatever it is in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's the same voice. Yeah. He's in command now. What's his name? <laughs> Jay in Film Junk does an amazing impression. It's like, I can't do it. I want to be able to do it. But, like, with... Uh, uh, yeah, it's like he has a frog in his throat, but then he goes really yeah. high at the same time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's going to Mordor to save Frodo. Yeah, I, 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 I can't even do it, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's so good. Uh, the music? Yeah, I like the music. It like, sounds like backdraft. Coral. And the, the rock. Coral singing. Yeah, I awesome. I thought the rock too. Like it just even melody wise, sounds like the rock. It doesn't go quite as hard, and it was no surprise to find out it is Hans Zimmer mm-hmm. doing the music. Well, so yeah. it's like okay, so he made this and then he perfected it in the rock. And it's a uh, Don Simpson, Jerry Brockheimer. I don't know if Don mm-hmm. Simpson is still alive at this time. Uh, but I know that like they had a few things where like his name was still on it uh, because I th- think even in the newest Top Gun his name's on it I don't know if it's like a tribute to him or whatever but yeah uh, so one thing um, first thing that I saw a similarity with Steel Sharks was the beginning. It opens with a newscaster giving you the yeah <laughs> the setup. I, and <laughs> I would say that that's one thing. It's like I don't really love the exposition dump. Yeah. Where like I feel like I think you can do without a lot of it too. Yeah, because it doesn't they even kind matter. Of, spell it out for you again yeah so like you could almost just start the movie after that uh, yeah because yeah they're, that's a whole thing they're speaking on the sub about the situation yeah. there's so much talk about it and you could even just there's like the birthday party at the beginning right? and Denzel sees it and then he gets a call Beagle gets a page like I think you get enough from a little thing like that you don't need an actual guy talking to the camera you can just have a little bit of something there and then it just kind of gets fully spelled out once they're underway so yeah yeah, I would almost you could do without it I would say Independence Day not that it does it the same way at all but like there's a lot of news in the background in Independence Day. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, it's pretty good because it's not like this giant exposition dump. I absolutely love how also this uh, this movie looks. Specifically yes. the getting onto the sub part and he does his speech in the rain and there's like a yeah. wide angle and there's sparks <laughs> in the rain and it's just yeah this does not exist in real life but it's awesome yeah it is tony scott it's that the idea it's tony scott michael bay let's put a light behind a fan and stuff like that 
It's, it's a lot of fun. It looks fun. Yeah, the other note in my review was about the lighting. The lighting in this is incredible. Yeah, I really noticed it because there's scenes where it's jumping around from different areas of the sub and Viggo yeah. Mortensen's room is like red and everyone's sweating everywhere. Like yeah. Tony Scott loves people sweating. Uh in uh Top Gun, it's unbelievable at the beginning with Ed Harris and Tom Cruise and stuff. They're just it's as if they just got sprayed down which they did or just came out of a shower and it's like put these clothes on don't touch your face <laughs> uh so yeah the sweat but it's interesting because what do we even call do we call it the bridge what's do you call the periscope command center area the, the hmm, control room control room uh, yeah uh because isn't that what con would be short for yeah maybe you have the con so yeah, that has a different look than other parts of the sub, for sure. And it's quite a big sub, because yeah, the fact that in uh, say compared to the other things we've watched, yeah. like the besides World War Two kind of stuff. yeah, besides Red October, which doesn't really deal with it that much, <laughs> you could assume that that one's bigger. But this, uh, the fact that like in pretty much every other sub is like a train and you just go yeah. from one end to the other and there's no other way but this one has levels so they, it works for the movie so you guys can sneak around and go yeah other places it has levels and it's like it doesn't seem like it's one man wide right like there's two corridors almost yeah, like yeah, yeah. maybe more i don't know but uh yeah um Yeah, and then about the lighting, just there's reds, there's greens, there's blues, and then in that con room, like, I think even just the normal white lighting, it looks amazing. Like, I don't know if it was just because it was in the nice, crisp Disney Plus mm-hmm. HD, I don't know, something going on there, like it just the whole thing looked awesome so i really appreciated that it added uh to the experience for sure it wasn't just like here you go here's a sub movie uh we'll talk about that with the next one um in enemy hands does feel like that where it's like it doesn't matter it's just like you know you're they're on a sub we're not going to put any extra effort into it yeah I don't know if that one was also a TV movie. It felt like um, it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one looked awesome. Acting is awesome. Sounds awesome. So it just had everything. Yeah. I think that's a, like, especially a Tony Scott thing, being obsessed with the look of things, uh, where things don't always necessarily have to make sense but because it looks cool we'll do it uh yeah the visual is more important than the actual accuracy of it he did the one thing that um 
I kind of hate, but he doesn't overdo it. There's maybe a couple shots, but when it's like the whatever's on the computer screen is like projected on the person's face, yeah. where it's like text. It only happened a couple of, of times, but uh, it's like is that supposed to be the glow of a monitor? Like right. it's <laughs> it's shooting a laser it's on like your your pretty face. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like, I think the rest looks good. And especially because it's, like, not just Vigo's in a red room. These guys are in a blue room. These guys are in a green room. There were times where it's, like, guy in the foreground is lit with green light, but behind him is blue. And just that kind of dynamic where foreground and background being different made it pop even more. So... Um, and then, so just talking about the, uh, the look of things, uh, when they are topside and they're having cigars at sunrise, Mm -hmm. looks awesome. Uh, but then when the sub actually dives, uh, I sent you something about this. I don't even know if I had watched it yet. But that shot of the sub going down, I think it's actually the USS Alabama, um, which I think is what the sub's called in this. But uh, they didn't have permission to film. They just heard from a source that the, the actual sub was going to launch on a certain day. And guerrilla style, he went out with a helicopter and got these shots of the sub. And uh, because they were following them in the helicopter, they dove prematurely, like more, like sooner than they wanted to. It didn't like, it wasn't a problem. But that gave him the shot that he actually wanted. He just wanted to (laughs) see it go down so he could use it in the movie. And then I think the the military even tried to like sue him for I don't even know what that would be but it's like well he's a civilian he just recorded that he didn't break any laws it was more just like yeah I don't know I feel like doing it without permission but yeah it was a gray area that he got away with it no I do like and it's funny that you mention it because I do love the look of the sub uh, yeah, going just like when it is topside but going down or coming up where it's the crazy amount of water that's just above it <laughs> you know what I mean it's such a yeah. uh, I thought it was one of my notes like, subs are amazing machines they really truly are the engineering to make it work is insane (laughs) they're really uh fascinating uh so yeah i love it uh before we get too far in i need to bring this up uh how denzel even gets on the ship he's the new guy yeah he's he's brought in he gets screened it's kind of a weird scene like Gene Hackman says he's one on a very short list or something like that. 
and they have a little chat and then he's like oh yeah you'll do uh but then it's funny later he's like reviewing his file and he's like you know he's only he's this is the closest he's ever come to combat is and it's like i forget what he says like a conference or something it's like wouldn't you have known that before like right seems weird that he's just discovering it then but anyways the reason why they need a new xo is because the other xo has did you catch it (laughs) the in anime hand sickness no it's the classic steel sharks appendicitis oh no way So there's two things right off the bat Steel Sharks stole from this because it's after, but starting and ending with the newscast. And the need for the new guy is because the other one had appendicitis. Yeah, so that is, that's definitely a trope of you have to have the new second in command. Changing well, commands. Not always, but no, not uh, always, but it happens. Like changing the command structure is a trope. Yeah. So either it like hap- someone being put in charge that wasn't supposed to be right. in charge. So either something. in U five seven one, right? Yeah. Someone dying causes a command change. Actually, yeah, I think almost everyone. Uh, not so much Red October, or it kind of does because they go off to get the cook and they put uh, yeah. Scott Glenn in charge and it's like not his sub. So that's kind of it. In Run Silent, Run Deep, Burt Lancaster mm-hmm. is supposed to be and then he's not and then he is. Uh, U571, we've got uh, Matthew McConaughey. Was the other one Steel Sharks? That doesn't matter. <laughs> the subs are like not even <laughs> like a part of it. It's more just after we're all done it. this. A couple years of September, we're gonna write the ultimate sub movie with all yeah. the tropes. Like it'll, it'll be perfect. And then yeah, so then we're up to here. So it definitely happens in Crimson Tide, and it does happen in in Enemy Hands. Yeah, kind of twice I think Um, yeah that's a that's a trope I just thought the appendicitis thing was funny I was laughing when that came up I had not watched Uh, that no I must have I guess I hadn't watched it I was thinking that it was in hand maybe hand sickness sorry no Uh, so just the setup and like going through the motions in this is great the uh authenticating the orders yeah. so you see it done once so then you know what to expect the next time it's a language of cinema it's so entertaining or uh what do you call this uh not process bureaucracy not bureaucracy uh <laughs> What, uh, procedural like you're seeing yes. what's going on and yeah it's just stuff that normal people aren't familiar with so then 
yeah we've seen what's supposed to happen that's that is the classic i love lucy trope of this is how the rehearsal is we see it done right and then the disaster yeah. happens that has to happen in 20 percent of their episodes is the setup and then oh this is where it goes wrong and that's why it's fun. yeah because then you you can see the difference yeah the audience gets it uh the fire scene is good you mentioned that with uh and then he wants to run a drill during the fire and yeah so the and that's where you kind of do see that denzel is a bit of a wuss <laughs> because he does disagree with it he he comes to hear his reasoning but still disagrees with it and which is fine i'm not saying which one but I I like Gene Hackman in it because as soon as it's reported to him that there's an actual medical emergency that like the guy's gonna die, then he cancels the drill. So it's not like just like totally insane, right? So yeah. there's a bit of compromise there, and he is right that doing it's the classic. We've all had fire drills done in school or wherever. And it's, okay, we're going to have a fire drill. And it's, okay, that's fine. But this is not mimicking the real world in any real sense. So how yeah. how much is it actually training you? And I do like that guy dies and how he says it's like, by the way, it's, it wasn't the fire that killed him. It was his 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> he was going to die anyways in any sort of circumstance. And it's not like the drill caused the fire. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you kind of, he, he seems a little insensitive. But again, you see his side. I don't think he's like completely... Uh, beyond reason yeah and it's the same episode so we can just jump around but the whole low morale scene is repeated it's amazing when that happened (laughs) in uh in enemy hands yeah it's like wow you're just like it's directly lifted uh do they have a scene about doing drills also yeah like that's the whole thing in enemy hands they're they're doing drills and they're getting worse right and then wailing mage macy says something about like the morale maybe lay off the morale's a little low so it's (laughs) both things are taken uh, and it's yeah it's the same dynamic it's the exo or he he's the exo he's the exo he's the chief okay but uh we gotta get a chart on the ranks who ranks yeah i understand the captain's number one and that's it i'm pretty sure exo's second and then chief uh but yeah that's the same uh i feel like yeah that that one like i said i think it's more of a u571 not rip off but borrowing from in some ways directly but 
yeah, it's it's gonna come up, and who knows, maybe it's even in an older movie uh, we haven't seen yet. I love just more sub dialogue. All ahead, full, full right, full rudder. What a great line! Just screaming that, and I noticed maybe it's in other ones too. I think that it is zero bubble. I yeah. love zero bubble. down bubble and zero bubble. Zero bubbles leveling off. So down bubbles when you're obviously you're going down. Oh, uh, so zero bubble means just level. I think so, because if you're thinking of a level, the bubbles in the middle. Right. So I would think that zero bubbles like center it being yeah. level, but then down bubble seems to be when you're diving you know what it's hilarious because i think that makes sense it'd be good to look that up for some reason i felt like zero bubble meant so some my understanding how subs work might i should really look into it but they are bringing water into the ship to like just as if you have a bot oh, like a bottle air? a bottle yeah to sink a water bottle you put air in it and it'll sink right so my understanding of like how do subs go down they're not just pushing themselves down with propulsion they bring water on board and that makes them go lower yeah. so my when i hear zero bubble i feel it's my thing was like, oh, are they being secret? Like they don't want air to be too much air released or something? I have no clue, but that's what I was imagining. Like they don't want bubbles on the top of the surface or something. <laughs> and maybe... Here's uh, the etymology. From the bubble of air in the glass tube of the inclinometer, a gauge that indicates the submarine's vertical trim. And adjective down bubble nautical having a downward trim of a submarine usually follows the number of degrees i don't think i heard a number but so i think you're right so yeah down bubbles just going down and then zero bubble uh i'm pretty sure just from the context when it was happening um, what is a zero bubble on a submarine? It means they set the boat to level, neither descending nor ascending. The bubble refers to the device they use to determine the ship's attitude underwater. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Because that's one thing in uh, Red October and they're trying to escape one of the missiles and they're like flying to the surface and it's like fly baby or hopeless boat to fly where yeah but then with the periscopes you're just level and you just kind of go straight up straight down and not uh yeah it's awesome it actually like it is awesome these machines they are fascinating Um, did you like the movie game that Gandolfini is playing at the beginning? Then they're on the bus. 
they're talking about the um the enemy below oh yeah it's one of the movies and they're like quizzing the one yeah. guy on like who's the the actor and then they mention run silent run deep yeah so i think the enemy below should be one included next year because yeah. that was one that i had seen when looking for stuff but that, uh, that also feels like a tarantino thing yeah to, to add movie. oh for sure especially talking about the actors yeah yeah <laughs> so, uh and it didn't come up again. I thought that that was going to be throughout. And it's like, okay, these are the first two that they mention, And then there's going to be another scene later. And there never was. I do remember watching a news thing on CBC, the national, which is about life on a sub, like a Canadian sub. And they're, this is decades ago. And I remember, and they show that they have a little TV in this little common area and they're like oh what movies do you have there it's like well of course we have red october and they had another sub movie and it's like of course you do i would think you would want something not yeah like a sub because it's like you're looking at that stuff all day apparently it's some comedies in there uh gandolfini like in uh he's he's a great a-hole because he is one in uh true romance and he is one here where he doesn't seem just trying to do the right thing he has a little bit of bloodlust where he's just kind of being yeah a jerk and like i don't know if you'd call it brown nosing but he's just like on the captain's side no matter what mm-hmm. he's his buddy or whatever so he's just kind of he's gonna follow his orders no matter what um but that movie scene so the one thing it does provide is when he quizzes the, the other guy that's not an officer like he's kind of a dick to him like he's yelling at him like you will address me as sir. And then he's like asking him yeah. what the actor is. And then he doesn't know. So he's making him do push-ups. and you kind of expect him to just like, kind of start laughing. Like, ah, oh, I'm just kind of yanking yeah, the chain, but he doesn't. Him. And it's just like, Oh, this guy is a jerk. <laughs> and then I think that kind of plays into mm-hmm. what, just how he is later. So it kind of just sets his character up a bit. Uh, three things quick relatively quick they go to 1800 feet so that's pretty deep (laughs) i don't know if we were keeping track but it's definitely way deeper than uh u571 or no is it yeah i think it is u571 was 200 and then there was one that was 500 i don't know what um red october would have been yeah uh, I would think it would be pretty deep. Uh, the subs, all the time when they shoot a torpedo and you got a, a guy with a stopwatch. Yeah. This is the ultimate application for grade six math, where it's like if a train is traveling at this speed and another train is traveling at this speed towards them, 
and this one's going 20 miles an hour and that one's going 40 miles an hour when will how long will it take them to meet or whatever like those math questions were i remember those all over the place it's like this the torpedo because that's what they're they're always like know exactly when it should hit yeah to give them and i was wondering like why do they do that and i guess that's so they have an idea of when it missed right if they don't hear impact because yeah. they can't see anything right so it's like okay it should hit them in 30 seconds if nothing's happened in 35 seconds we've obviously missed uh i assume yeah. that that's partially why but yeah it just seemed these guys love their numbers super math and subs everything is math because they can't see yeah. anything. <laughs> it's like i like the line uh it's a hundred percent for the audience, but it kind of works with the follow-up line, where the guy's like, "What's the one thousand yards for?" And then Fabrizio's like, "They need a thousand yards to arm." How the f did you get on this ship? <laughs> like he says it to the guy, like, "Why did you even ask that?" But it's like, well, obviously, someone's just saying it so that you can explain it to the audience but yeah how would someone on the ship not know that so it's just funny that he kind of acknowledges that yeah. uh a great character thing for denzel is when uh one of the sections of the sub is filling in with water and he's yelling uh to some whoever saying the command to seal that off and they're you're gonna uh, to save the ship, but you're going to cause these men to drown. So yeah. it makes Denzel not be a wuss and not yeah. uh, be against hard decisions. So it makes Yeah, him... he hesitates a little, but then, yeah, the, uh, the chief is like, if they don't seal that off, then we'll lose the ship. And then he makes that call. Right. So he, there's a bit of a hesitation, yeah. but then... And it's interesting um, of, like, what's harder, to give an order or perform an order type thing? Of, like, if you're just following orders, or was it harder to give the order to send these men to their death or whatever? It's just interesting dynamics. Yeah. Great move. Yeah, because the guy ends up kind of delaying. Like, yeah. he's waiting for them to get out. Um, and did you notice who one of the guys down there is he's you see him late uh, steve earlier. Zahn? yeah steve zahn and he's the one that gets like the thing to the face right. i love that shot like i don't know if it's just water if it's an actual uh cover that pops off and hits him but then like when he goes into the water there's like a cloud of blood right. like trail that happens it looks awesome like it's very visceral and like you kind of wince at it <laughs> when it happens i thought that was great and then another kind of small role uh i thought i noticed him and then i looked at the credits and i didn't see him but i found him that it was him was ryan Philippe is just some random seaman in this <laughs> and i i saw him in one shot and i'm like i think that was him and then didn't see him again. He's like, oh, it must not have been. But uh, no, he that's one of his earliest credits. And 
I don't even think he had a speaking role. I think it was just some guy. Um, one thing. There was also one other guy I want to mention. Mike from the show Las Vegas is one of the guards outside his room. Actor James Leisure, or James Leisure. I think it's Leisure, but uh, it's spelled like Leisure. Pretty cool name, but uh, he's the bald black guy. And he's one of the main characters in Las Vegas. Uh, I don't have much else to say. One thing, just noticing different things for different sub-movies, that there's actual monitors and so cameras at the con, I think, looking in at different stations. Oh, yeah. And that's so you can actually see what's going on there. So... That was a little interesting. Uh, yeah. It is a very watchable movie. Like, crazy watchable. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have much else, but just to end it, so they get the radio working, and then... Uh, Okay, they don't fire. Everything turns out good. There's a huge 90s celebration. Like, I feel like lots of 90s movies and <laughs> celebration and cheering. Be it yeah. sports movies or Apollo 13 or anything. Lots of uh, stuff like that. But celebration not to launch their or missiles when they get that order yeah and everyone's happy on a big picture level i would say this says something about american culture period but also in the 90s where it's like they're celebrating not going to war you know what yeah. i mean like compare that to as much as like yes american i'm not gonna get into american foreign policy and pretend like it's all perfect or something but just that this is a popular pop culture popular blockbuster type movie and the messages to the big american movie watching audience we don't want to have a war type of thing you know what i mean like Whereas, if you were crazy, actually militaristic, and wanted to take over the world, that kind of propaganda, like, I'm just saying, like, it's just interesting. It just struck me because it's just like Nazi propaganda or Soviet Union propaganda would not be cheering, not taking over and shooting. You know what I mean? It's, it yeah. is a different culture of like, that's yeah. the thing. They're, thrilled not to have to shoot so. yeah like people uh I, i'm sure they probably said it about the first top gun but with maverick people saying like oh it was funded by uh the air force right. or whoever and it's basically a recruitment video it's like i don't get that with the story and it doesn't glorify it too much i don't think uh it's it's not like anti-war or anything no. but you definitely couldn't say that about this 
like what you're saying like it's it's not like this is a naval recruitment thing because it's it's like yeah there's stuff happening on it but as far as a like rah 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 we're the best kind of thing it's yeah it's not that it's just like the the line about uh in the nuclear world the true enemy is war itself and obviously i think that's probably why you're on denzel's side because he mm -hmm. drops that one and then gene hackman's kind of like uh oh, oh that's cute <laughs> so yeah and the statement about him being trigger happy that doesn't come up yes he wants to fire but I don't think it's just because he wants to, to go to war. I don't think that's it. It's just he did get a, a message and he's going to follow through with it. And I do like that when the other one comes through, it's like that is nothing. That is a message fragment. That's his stance is just like I can't act on that. I'm just going to ignore that that even happened. If it came in and said don't fire, he wouldn't disobey that right but he's just acting on what he was already told and then didn't get what, told to do otherwise which makes so. the movie excellent because if it was yeah. just like he wants to go to war then the drama is dead and you just have good guy yeah. bad guy and you don't understand his side at all yeah because his side does make sense because talking about like they got word that the Russians are fueling their nukes, so they are prepared to go to war. And he, his stance is, well, we have to act first before it's too late. That makes sense, and I don't, I wouldn't disagree with that. But again, it's like we don't know what's happened, so if we fire, then maybe we're the ones starting. Like it is, it is a really good conflict. So. Um, it is almost uh, as good well as thought in out. enemy hands. Almost. The only other, uh, these are small notes, but there is a reference to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, I think when he's like going to his cabin, is like, unless war or this or a giant squid attacks us, right. then don't wake me or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and then. A loved I don't even remember the context but it's at the end I think maybe it's just him putting his hand like Gandolfini's putting his hand on Denzel and he slaps it right <laughs> he like slaps it out of the way but like it's <laughs> I just loved it like, I, it was... <laughs> I love that because it's the I'm not gonna start fighting you don't need to touch yeah. me I understand yeah. that the situation but it is almost yeah the over aggressive security guard at the mall where it's like i'm yeah. leaving like someone's dressed some drunk is but it's like i'm leaving i'm leaving and it's like i'm gonna escort you out and touch you and that just provokes the problem yeah. where it's like people need to learn to de-escalate things and, yeah, uh, he does seem like he's a mall cop, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, I'm I'm the one in authority right now, so I get to right. put hands on you, even though you're technically above me. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I gave Crimson Tide five stars. 
glad to hear it. I as well give it an easy five. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't happen often. Actually, that is another uh, idea that I have. This isn't so much a list idea for an episode, but uh, maybe revisiting a couple movies that we've given five stars to and have only seen once. Mm. And it kind of a test of manhood. Rewatching it, does it still get that five? Or, uh, I don't know, was it some other. It doesn't quite ring true. I don't, I don't know what we can call it, but just pick a couple that, especially if it's a while ago, um, something watched once, five stars, does it hold up? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just no. checking. Okay, few. <laughs> I just looked up my Oppenheimer review. Uh, I gave it a four and a half. Because the more I think about it, I did only see it once. And the more I think about it, it's like, it is not five to me. <laughs> and then I'm like, did I give it a five? Uh, critical I don't think I did. I think I'm a four and a half, too. Yeah. And I think, truthfully, I think it's going to be, I think Oppenheimer's better than Tenant, But rewatching Tenant brought it like more critically uh, came down for me having said that Tenant reminds me of Denzel which reminds me of in a couple weeks we're going to do The Creator which has Denzel's son right? yes son of Denzel son of Denzel I don't know if it's a conscious decision but like the trailer, I'm very interested in this movie. I think it could be good. It looks very predictable. We're just going to put a little comma here on the sub stuff and get into <laughs> But seeing the trailer, it looks a little uh, minority report-ish. Where, okay, he's going to be protecting this thing. He's meant to destroy this kid computer, but then he can't and whatever seems very uh, formulaic and stuff we've seen before but still can be awesome right and Gareth Edwards Rogue One's pretty good first Godzilla's pretty good not perfect and amazing but still fine watchable movies but what's his name George Washington yeah George Washington (laughs) Isaiah no I think Isaiah Washington no that's someone though uh it is john david john david washington if it's a conscious decision not to be acting like your dad that's a bad decision because your dad (laughs) rules and is cool (laughs) and he i don't i will hold off judgment until i've seen this movie but he's a wet noodle intended and I think he's going to be a wet noodle in this too. And you can say anything you want about Mr. Denzel. That man is not a wet noodle. There's personality. There's even in his worst roles, there's something there. Yeah. And I don't know if this is like directors saying like, get out of the shadow of your dad and just be monotone loser. 
<laughs> but like it is not looking good and yeah come on that this is my prediction of like you gotta you don't have to do the everything the same and but uh you gotta uh what's the word channel some of that washington energy that's he lacks energy in the other movies yeah and charisma i feel like he's got some charisma but he's not doing anything with it right where denzel on the other hand i'd follow that man (laughs) into battle (laughs) (laughs) yeah much like William H. Macy. Yes. <laughs> um, In Enemy Hands is from 2004. To be special. Um, it stars William H. Macy, Till Schweiger, Scott Kahn, Thomas Kirchman, Lauren Holly. Uh, I'm going to just find names I recognize. Clark Gregg, Sam Huntington, Jeremy Sisto, Ian Stormhalder. Is Scott Kahn, James's Kahn, James's Kahn's <laughs> son? Son, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, at the height of Hitler's infamous U-boat war. Actually, let's stop there. This one also starts off in a weird way. With tons of with actual footage. Actual footage and like... A whole history. It's lesson. like a, a narration. Like yeah. it's it's not a newscast, but it's like telling us about U-boats and yeah, it, things it has that turns out don't matter because it has nothing to do with the story. We get it. There were There were submarines. Got it. <laughs> Like, that's all you really need to know. Like, none of what they tell you really has any impact on the story. Mm-hmm. It's not like U571 where it's like there were codes and we couldn't break them, so we need to get this thing. Like, it's not even that. It's just them talking about um, a little a little history lesson for everyone. And I think they're just padding for time because mm-hmm. this thing's 94 minutes. And if it is a TV movie, that could very well be what it is. Or just trying to trick grandpas into watching this because they think it's a documentary. Um, the crew of the USS Swordfish were heading home after months at sea. They never made it. Now prisoners of war aboard U-boat 429 a small group of American survivors will find their loyalties put to the ultimate test when they're forced to join their German captors to fight for their very lives Uh, what do you think of in enemy hands Uh, I thought that for to be sub movie well no it it was better in some ways than I expected and worse in others. <laughs> <Yes>. So, <laughs> and I think 
as it goes on, it actually gets better. And if, where yeah, other movies I do, usually, I, so. I feel like, are stronger at the beginning. And then it's like, what the hell is going on? And it falls apart. I think. Yeah, it's like that. That's usually where it's like the their idea for the movie happens in the first half and then they don't know what to do with it their idea for this one is the second right, half right. and then they're just making up crap to get there right and it's so bad so the title <laughs> i underlined is a great title for this movie yep, it, it works absolutely works uh and the premise of needing to work with your captors or the enemy to survive classic Darkwing Duck I remember him working with the alter ego yellow Darkwing Duck to defeat their common enemy or some episode classic uh, uh, stuff like that so yeah the core idea of the movie is a good idea so it actually really makes me think about all my wonderful ideas for movies and how bad they could go <laughs> where it's like in a cable in tony uh robinson's no tony starks <laughs> tony's tony robinson's banana hands uh tony scott scott in tony scott's hands this movie could rock it really could yeah. so in almost anyone's hands, this was directed by Tony. <laughs> was it really? That's amazing. Giglio, Giglio. Uh, that's uh, I had no Tony, idea. Yeah. That was Tony. That's great. Uh, um, he hasn't done anything else oh, uh, other surprised. than you know, the hit Soccer Dog the movie, a Doom sequel. Oh, have you something se- called Chaos? Have you seen that <laughs> meme? talking about soccer dog it's just like a dad (laughs) driving home and it seems like it's raining on the windshield and the meme and it's just like something to the effect of you spent your uh one weekend a month with your kid like applying divorce watch your son lose to a dog (laughs) yeah air bud (laughs) yeah amazing (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind yeah. of stuff that, like, yeah, like what's happening just on the side of the movie. Like, what's actually that should that should be a movie like losing to air, just a sports movie from any other team's perspective. That would be good, and almost have it exaggerated as if. Uh, kind of back to the future too but just not quite but actually different perspectives more like uh the last duel where <laughs> have to redo the mighty ducks and like no amelia so is, is a total <laughs> like jerk and like all these things about the hawks is like no he <laughs> was would he would be... he was a good coach and it's not like when it's like win, 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 and it's like no, but they're just, they're actually chart chanting something else. They're like team, team, team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a a great idea. The the last duel thing, because yeah, if you start it 
as the Emilio Estevez or Airbud family and then you go into other perspectives and it's like for one just the sight of an animal playing and it's like they actually suck <laughs> and it's just like they're not doing what the first part shows right. and it's just like either letting them win or the other teams just like destroy them because <laughs> there's a stupid animal. right oh yeah you, you r- get write this you down get, uh, <laughs> someone come in or the coach come in to the other one team and it's just like okay this guy's mom just died and they have this stupid dog we're already in the playoffs we're just gonna let them win it's gonna be a good news story like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) the dog's gonna be put down next week (laughs) don't worry (laughs) yeah they're gonna lose their star player it's fine uh yeah so i thought for sure scott con was the main character in this and well, thank goodness he wasn't no because he sucks he is like horrible at he is phoning it in i don't think he's like an amazing actor but like he does not care at all in this movie he's not trying to do anything it's just but this whole movie's not trying well aspects of it are sometimes they are like the germans are awesome yeah, the germans are killing it maybe it's easier which to... yeah if we if you can't understand the language you just think they're acting well maybe they're yeah. not that's what but... we should do a foreign film so we can act <laughs> in it and no one will know yeah uh but yeah i mean the two t- the two main guys for one I made a comment in my notes that, uh, for one, there's all these similarities with U571. I'm pretty sure they're using the exact same set, like the U571 oh, set really? for the sub. I think I I haven't confirmed Ooh. that, but that's what it looks like. I I didn't. Get they that. definitely use shots because we found that out last week, and I did notice uh, at least one of the depth charges, and I think I made um, a note about one looking like it. Uh oh! One of the subs exploding because it's like oh yeah. These I people think, aren't using. I think pretty much all the <laughs> like what any do you, underwater stuff. Yeah, any special effects scene is yeah directly lifted by U five seven one or something else. Even they have some stock footage chucked in there. Even so, and the you know when you like look through binoculars or whatever in movies, yeah. but I feel like. Some, it's almost so brutal in this where it's they just had like a real shot of a ship and then it's like we're just going to put like black cardboard around it so it looks like you're looking through the periscope or something yeah uh, but let's keep railing on Scott Kahn yeah so he is I don't know how but he's the captain of this submarine. There's a short little scene with, uh, now I forget who it is, but it's someone kind of recognizable that's like, oh, your father would be so proud and go James and Conn be... be proud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't recognize the name, but it was definitely someone that it's like, oh, I've seen this guy before. Um, 
that's that's it. There's like an intro scene for him at this desk after our intro uh, history lesson. Then it's cut to this like really cliche scene of like, well, I'm going off to war to make my father proud, and it's so weird. It's it's insane that I don't the even think they just. Choice. Yeah, like, did they say anything about, like, his age? Like, why is he so young and he's the captain? Like, is it because, is that the why there's the father stuff? Because it's like, oh, well, it's like, he had the, yeah. the in. And he sucks at being the captain. You don't even like him. Yeah. And that's yeah. a conscious decision. Because, okay, the measles or whatever they have. Malaria, I think? No. Meningitis? Meningitis, meningitis. It's an M. I knew it was yeah. an M. <laughs> Malaria doesn't seem... I think you get that from mosquitoes no. or something. <laughs> <laughs> there could have been a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the whole thing of uh, another guy on the boat being severely sick and having these rashes and he's yeah. just, no, we got to muscle through and he himself has this insane rash like what is that's it's insane like why are you being this irrational like yeah, there's it's no like, motivation to be like why like and it's a drill isn't yeah. it at first and then well maybe i don't know what happens what order but yeah uh clark greg aka agent colson is the xo uh, I think he's awesome in this. He's barely in yeah, it, but uh, he actually seems like he's trying because he's the nobody at this point. Not that he's huge now, but um, he seemed pretty cool. Uh, he gets sick with this malaria, uh, <laughs> malaria from the mosquitoes, and then uh, Scott Con is like, "Where's the XO?" William H. is like, oh, he's puking his guts out. I think he's got something. And it's like, he should be here at his post. I don't care it, like if he's puking. If he has breath, he should be here. It's like, no one would say that. Like, you... It doesn't make any sense. Right, and there's no scene or anything to set up, like, the hostility between him and this guy. But you would assume, right? It's not some guy calling in sick to Best Buy because he's hung over and yeah. doesn't feel like coming into work today. It's like, these are all Navy officers that know their duty. And this guy isn't just faking. So it's like, if yeah. someone's saying, he's puking his guts out, he's puking his guts out. That's so <laughs> insane. Is it this one where there's a doctor that says like, or is it Crimson Tide? There's there's a scene with the doctor and someone says something like, "You can't give me an or that order." Yeah, like I'm your superior. And then the doctor's like, "No, but I can." Yeah, I think it's, it's like in this. That's, that's good. good. Like line. that's actually a pretty good line and a good scene. It's like, Arf. yeah, he's the medic. If he's saying you can't do your job, then you can't do your job. Like uh, it doesn't matter what your rank is. Our, uh, <laughs> Our line of sight favorite Beverly Crusher pulls the pulls medical chief medical officer rank 
sometimes on Jean-Luc, where she can outrank mm. him in medical yeah. things, blah, 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 blah. I saw a clip of her together today, and it was completely out of context. I don't know what was going on, but it's like her just talking to herself, and she's like, I'm not crazy. Maybe the universe is crazy. <laughs> It just seems it's, and the captions something about like, I don't know how you feel sometimes. Uh, so uh, it was yeah. funny. James Con, <laughs> not James Con. James Con's offspring is complete crap in this movie in every level. Nepotism, yeah. And just a little thing on the production design. Well, that just sucks and everything, and it's pulled back, and it looks like crap. But hair and makeup. The specifically the hair and makeup. The hair. Yeah, it's so First, not because, of the time. Well, yeah, completely not of the time, and then not of any military. Like this is a yeah. thing where in uh, Black Hawk Down, it's like all these young actors look kind of the same yeah. because you all have the exact same haircut, and you're all twenty years old and you're yeah. all skinny and fit so y'all look the same y'all y'all uh <laughs> this james con you got a full james con scott con <laughs> you got a full beard and yeah. your hair slick there's back. a few beards i like the beards because they're not like full but they are like but his, overdone but his stubble his is pretty full and the thing is stubble is fine like matthew mcconaughey where it's like yeah a couple days or a week's worth you're gonna have yeah like a beard coming in but and that would show i feel the uh germans in u571 where it's like they've been out there for a long time and protocol and shaving starts going to the side and things are ignored right whereas like yeah. longer hair beard but these guys are just setting off and stuff like yeah like it, they're if you showed him clean shaven at the beginning and then it's like this is yeah, now months later fine sure but no that scene exactly. uh, before it, they've set sail he just looks the exact same and modern haircuts so, and slick back it's so Dumb. Yeah, there's a lot of modern haircuts, and his especially. Like 2004, it looks like he's just. I've never seen a 1940s yeah. era movie with anyone looking like this. Yeah, that's where it's like or it's lazy, but at the same time to shave. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not cutting my hair. Yeah. I'm going to make Ocean's Twelve soon. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say this doesn't work because they're obviously they get captured by a German U-boat but I was going to say maybe if the time period wasn't set but it has to be that time it's period 1943. It's, not like it's, an it's not an afterthought this is when it happens so mm -hmm. that's just him being a diva I think not that it's just him I think everyone even William or most people H. Macy's hair like I don't think his isn't as bad, but yeah, it's still it's, it's long. Though. But it is long. Like, like it, yeah, military people 
have short hair, especially yeah, 1940s like, military. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes no sense. Like, when did uh, Jurassic Park 3 come out? Must have been around this time. I think around 2000. Oh, yeah, 2001. So this is a few years after. So, like, his look in that is all... Well, no, I'm not, I'm not thinking of that. What's one where he, he has, like, a crew cut in something? <laughs> Sahara, he has a beard. Maybe I'm thinking Mystery Men. He's kind of got a crew cut. But, yeah, it's like, why does he look this way? Um, what am I... And oh. the way people talk also. Oh. I just think is completely so yeah not not of the era not of the era and doesn't even seem chain of command trying like chain of command phrases us talking to each other yelling at each other like and that'd be one thing if u571 i think actually does that where things are less formal as the movie goes on because yeah things are getting crazier and you're having more of a connection with your guys. But no, you don't. When you're on duty, you speak in a certain way. Yeah, it's just crap. I don't know what happens here. I know there's a, a couple scenes, but the, I have the first William H. Macy scene is insane. And it's like oh, yeah. when he's at home. And, like, I guess there's a couple flashbacks with that. Yes. And it's just, like, the turkey and, like, this is, like, hokey and weird and almost creepy. His wife is the worst. Mary Swansonite. Samsonite. Yeah. uh, Yeah, Samsonite. Uh, Lauren Holly, which is funny because she's also in Down Periscope. (laughs) I, it, but I love these weird connections. <laughs> like, that is weird. But she, I've only seen her in Dumb and Dumber and Down Periscope, two comedy movies. She's in this that is supposed to be serious, and it is some of the worst acting I've ever this seen is because it's like. <laughs> this is 2004. Okay. Because I was well, going to say, was... like, yeah, for some reason I thought 97. Did we, was something else we did 97? Not today. No, <laughs> last week. <laughs> I'm just saying because it's like, to me, it's uh, like she feels way older than Dumb and Dumber. And I guess she is a decade older. And yet too young for William H. Macy. Uh, Steel Sharks is 97. I that's imprinted in my soul that Steel yeah. Sharks is 97 right along Titanic yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so it's the classic like well honey I'm going off to fight the Nazis oh dear I, I'll miss you so much I'll, I'll, I'll be here yeah, it's just like Promise the worst me. stuff. Promise me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what is it about the turkey? It's like, uh, I'll be home for Thanksgiving. Uh, you know I can cook a turkey. It, it's just, I don't know, this weird dialogue that's yeah. so corny and 
not real and no one's speaking like it's the 40s she is she is not a serious actor like i don't think she can do serious acting like if that was a comedy which is what it feels like like it's a parody almost it feels like then you nailed it it kind of but has vibes of uh the first episode of wandavision WandaVision. where it's like yeah hokey it's old time television yeah if this was in black and white and had that kind of soundtrack going like do 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 yeah. like just kind of like upbeat music and yeah maybe then that would work but with when you have this going on and you have 2004 Scott Con haircut going on like <laughs> it's such a like mishmash of complete opposites also uh the opening credits like did you do you remember what they look like them. I was trying, I, 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 I feel I like it was 30 uh, seconds of my life yeah uh the font it looks like it's from the 70s and it looks like it's from like a Tarantino movie where he is intentionally doing like a 70s thing but it's like that is not what this is either like how is it that it's something in the (laughs) 40s credits like the 70s actors from the aughts (laughs) like it's so like pick a lane (laughs) no because it's good here it must be good all the time yeah this is what he uses, so I'm going to do it too. Uh, yeah. Sir, you can't have Jungle Boogie in, in enemy hands. Uh, lack of vision. So, yeah. I I feel like the set for the U-boat is U571. And my note was that, jokingly, that it even came with the captain. And then it turns out, oh, that is the captain from U five seven one. Yeah, so it's the same actor. He's not the captain in this, but still, he is there. He's the EXO or chief or whatever it is for them. Uh, and then the captain is actually in a Tarantino film. He's from Glorious Bastards. But both those guys are awesome. I like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're good and. Uh, I kind of even forget how oh yeah so they get they have to abandon their own ship and it's it made me yeah think about when movies edit around things or how much do you have to actually show to imply things right yeah be it sex scenes or violence where it's like how much can you get away with and you can just understand what's happening uh yeah and in this it's like abandoned ship and then all of a sudden they're naked on this other yeah. ship so it's like this no hard but cut. first there's a flashback okay or i don't know if it's a dream but there's some weird psychedelic flashback yeah. again with mary swanson and again feels like a parody oh i was way off uh (laughs) also (laughs) 
there's some weird split screen. That oh happens. yeah, yeah, there is. It comes back too because I was yeah. I didn't write the note down, but the split screen the first time I saw it. Then I saw it like a half an hour later. <laughs> like I guess I gotta mention that. <laughs> um. Also, another weird thing, and this feels like amateur filmmaking. A lot of title cards, like a lot. Yeah. When they're they're jumping from different ships, and then it's got to say like the date and time. USS yeah. Swordfish U four two nine U eight twenty one. U one two two one. These are all the names of ships, but like multiple times. Yeah. And it's like, if you can't tell me what ship I'm on, you're doing a bad job. If you have to literally spell it out, if you show me William H Macy's face, I get it. They're on the swordfish. Like, you've already established that's who's there. Like, you don't have to show it every time. Uh, again. I would say lazy, but I think that's just poor filmmaking. It's not even lazy that you're putting in more effort to do something that you can just get across with the language of cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, when Coulson is sick and throwing up, uh, my first thought was maybe he has appendicitis. <laughs> would have been amazing but it's not contagious so it wouldn't have worked with the story i didn't i had no idea that was even a plot thing that there's this disease going around and i thought the uh the shot of young khan looking at his own rash was comical and it's almost like from a zombie movie or something when someone's been bitten and they're keeping it a secret. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It's like, oh, he's been throwing up and he's got this weird rash. And then he like unbuttons yeah. his sleeve and like peeks at it. Yeah, like so no telegraphed. one's going to do that. You're in a sub surrounded by guys. Someone's going to see you. Like yeah. you can keep it to yourself. And, and you know in your head you have a rash. You don't have to look at and it. And it's gigantic. <laughs> it, yeah. It'd be one thing if we saw him before. Like don't do we already no that's the first time we see him with the rash. Yeah, when they're still because on their ship. Because if he was ship. putting, if we just saw him shaving or something, well, he can't shave; he needs that beard. But <laughs> if we saw him and then he's yeah. putting on his uniform and then it's like there's a little rash and he scratches it and whatever. Yeah, or have him itching. Yeah, like something. don't even show it. Like but, just subtle scratches. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple things I don't know what I meant when I, I watched this too long ago, uh, but I, I, that's what it's all about. There's a quote. Someone says that's what it's all about. I think it's some stupid thing. Uh, okay, this is what we. Oh, but we we kind of got off of it. But so the sh- their ship goes down. Okay. There's the stupid flashback. And then cuts to them naked on the U-boat. So you don't see them actually get captured. Which, or rest, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think that's just purely budget. That there's no. I don't swimming. know that you need to have the scene, but it's it is weird when you're in submarines yes. and you have to make it to the surface, and then they have to make it to the surface and bring you on board. I don't know. 
I think maybe it it's trimming the fat, but yeah, I think it's maybe a more of a budget thing. And yeah, they uh, they, they had no tank. There was no swimming. Yeah, happening. that's true. Uh, one insane thing, and I had to double check this. I can confirm this is true to life. What happened in this movie? In the command center of the Nazi U-boat, they have a Nazi flag hanging. So, first of all, you never see that. Just an American flag hanging in a sub, right, <laughs> yeah. to declare who you are. Just the way yeah. this is like, no, that doesn't occur like that. Adam, no joke. I saw it, and I'm like, that's not true. This is the command center. They have sausages hanging right near the Nazi sub. German sausages. It's like, almost like, how are we going to distinguish the subs? Well, we'll put the Nazi flag up. And what are Germans known for? Sausage. They're bratwurst. They're literally hanging their food in the command area. Is that the the main one, or is that like the evil Nazis? Because you know, like, there's the ones that are firing them on them at the end. No, I'm pretty sure it's the. I'm not sure. Because I, it, it, it's a I'm command not 100 I just knew that I saw a periscope I, and a sausage in the same scene. Okay, I know that there is uh, a Nazi flag. But I was thinking you only see that one on the other U-boat. I didn't. And not the one that... Because thinking about it, like, after the fact, where it's like, well, if you had that hanging on there, then you wouldn't feel as comfortable with kind of joining forces, like, with your your heroes helping them. But then it's like, but then there's these other guys, and they're the real Nazi Nazis. (laughs) Like... But these other guys, they're okay, even though there's a few of them that aren't very nice to the Americans, which who cares? It's like, yeah, you're prisoners. People are going to treat you poorly. Oh, yeah. But uh, whether they're Nazis or not, like. (laughs) Uh, I have a big giant star and underlining turkey scene where William H. Macy is another flashback or something with. Uh, Samsonite and yeah. I do good holidays quote oh yeah that's what it is yes I do good holidays like it's so awkward and weird and doesn't seem real at all that compare this to the gray where <laughs> Liam Neeson is like lying in bed and he like has a vision of his wife, right? You remember that at the beginning of the gray, and throughout the gray okay. with the wolves. I barely remember. Yeah, but sure. But it's just like <laughs> that's all imagine. you need is yeah. an attractive woman and an obviously a wife, and just have him looking at her, and then he's woken up or whatever and that's it all this like less is so much more if we ever have access to do anything adam less is more what what was there there was another example where we saw this 
recently too where it's just don't say anything and we got the point that's the uh the the tombstone scene in steel sharks yes right well dad (laughs) i'm the same age as you were all that and i've got right so exactly (laughs) chat 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 it's a a (laughs) mark of a one-time tv director to have dialogue it's the mark of someone that's probably gonna direct something called soccer dog right so but yeah the turkey scene man yeah there's yeah there's one so there's the flashback when they're getting captured but then there's while they're captured and he's like hallucinating her i think that's maybe that conversation i don't know i don't remember what's what but yeah it it is weird every time she shows up it's like please get off the screen i find it weird u571 does it but at least it's only with one uh prisoner but to leave the prisoners alone u571 has an excuse because most people are dead and they need kind of everyone including the cook to help out driving the ship so there there's something in this they do have a larger crew and why would you ever like you just have a guy sit there with a gun a guard you know there's guards in prisons just have and he doesn't need to speak english right just sit there and yell at them if they start talking you're not allowed to talk right like it's not this like geneva convention atrocity that you're threatening your prisoners like it's just it's and then where do they jail them up in their torpedo room like it's just like there's nothing practical or like safe about it like it's just like anything yeah i do kind of like that they attack them when they think that they're attacking another american sub yeah and it's like i like that where okay we're gonna get beat up or killed so be it we're saving our fellow countrymen by preventing Mm -hmm. them and it doesn't matter so that but uh yeah i don't really have anything else to say well i do but not like yeah when it actually turns into the point of the movie that idea is good where the Germans yeah. turn out that they need the Americans to man this. So stuff. yeah, since they they bring the meningitis on board, malaria. Uh, the captain dies. I think probably a few people of the Americans die, but then also the the Germans are all sick, and so they need a crew because there's only a few of them that don't get sick. So then they have to work together is how it happens and then why is the German sub firing on them is it because someone sent out the message saying like we're we've taken control of the U-boat when they're sending it to the Americans is that what happens I have to say I was pretty checked out at this point but yeah there's something that, like it and it's a little it's, too a, convenient. it's a good idea but yeah it's like well, either way, one of them is going to be firing on them. So I don't really understand how the Germans think it's a good idea to 
surrendered to the Americans. Like, especially if there's another U-boat nearby, it's like, well, why don't you surrender to your country? Like, <laughs> or not surrender, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know if how that was I'm, clarified. I was pretty checked out too, I, but uh, uh, I wonder. I don't think there is anything like that, but I know in actual World War II that a lot of Germans were moving westward, wanting to be captured by the Allies instead of the Soviets, because it was no yeah. that they're not going to be treated as bad. So, yeah, there's a uh, kind of a, not that I found it emotional, but for the character, the captain finds out his daughter probably is dead Yes, because her school got bombed. And so he's kind of distraught. So I like that dynamic where he's not in his right head. I feel like they would not be sending that information until you got yeah, back on shore. Yeah, it seems shore. weird. It's like, why would you send anything? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, your daughter's dead. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like you can you can wait and tell him later. Like, <laughs> when he's not in control of a sub. Yeah. Um so I noticed um tubes one and two are the bow, which is the front, and three and four are the stern. Yeah, did they shoot one out the back? Pretty sure they do or they're going to. And it made me think that's what happens in U-571. That's their whole thing is like when they put the body in the tube is like a distraction and then they're going to drive one way. And then uh, McConaughey says... It lines up for a perfect stern shot or something like that. So, uh, I think I think it's been established that we can shoot at the back. I don't know about the sides. I don't think the sides but, uh, doesn't seem like they'd make sense. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And all that um, I love that where it's like flood the torpedo bays. And yeah. Then, oh, and <laughs> there's a U five seven one scene with the captain in that one the german captain stabs the one guy right and there's the little there's the little scuffle and is it a gunshot or a stabbing that happens in that i think a gunshot finishes him off okay so there's a, you hear it and then you don't know who got shot right. kind of thing that happens in this two man scuffle gunshot german wins <laughs> Um, but okay so I don't know if this is a different point or if it's later because they're being uh, hunted by the other Nazis but someone's pointing a gun and they say if you pull that trigger you might as well paint a bullseye on this sub the very next scene the captain gets shot no consequence (laughs) It's like, oh, so much for that bullseye because it seemed to matter so much in the one scene, but then not the next one. Um, there's the uh, swinging over the doorway shot that you like. And they gotta, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a really small doorway. 
Um, depth charges. This is when they use definite footage from U571. But uh, one of the guys is like, Captain, is it over? And then he says, it hasn't even started. Mm. <laughs> like, he's so cool. I think that's still Scott Con, But it is so dumb. It's like, for one, how do you know? Like, you're saying it like yeah. you've been through this before. If this guy's asking, then you probably have been through whatever he's been through because you're his captain and you're like the same age as him. There's no way you've experienced this before. And you say it like you're some wise old man, like, Oh, you think, you think it started? No. (laughs) Or you think it's over. It hasn't even started. It's like, this does, this line doesn't work in this movie, (laughs) maybe in something else, but you've got the wrong guy saying it. It just, it comes off very stupid. Uh, yes, I agree. Uh, Vision of life. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, this you, I'm sure, loved when they're uh, carrying all the bodies wrapped up in the bandages. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> Vaguely. Not heavy enough. <laughs> not nearly heavy enough like they've got a pretty good shape yeah it looks like a person's in there it does not feel like there's yeah. the weight of a person I know. In there. and you they're, know that they're lifting them up and it's like no way and you know that <laughs> just by carrying your child up to bed and they're not even 10 <laughs> yeah. years old and it's like dead weight human body yeah. is hard to carry and it's like let alone yeah. a grown man and and bending at the joints. Yeah. It's like this is just stuffing. It's too rigid. Yeah. It's rigid but soft. It's like you're not bending in the right spots. It's funny. Uh <laughs> so that made me think of you. And then um the one guy in the torpedo room, the the German guy Lars in this, he was just in Red October. Uh let me see if I can find his name, but he's when I looked him up He's like a, a bodybuilder. Um, <clears throat> I know him from... Uh, he's in Mallrats. He's like uh, a security guard. LaFour's. Sasha Roseman. I think... No, wait. Is that right? doesn't have like credits on letterbox but they might not show unless there's two Larses. um i was looking at him when i when i was watching it maybe i got the name wrong maybe it's hans but uh he was in a bunch of things uh including hunt for october and oh here he is yeah sven ol thorson that's a great name thorson Mm-hmm. He's in Gladiator, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Predator, Lethal Weapon, Hunt for October, Last Action Hero, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, The Quick and the Dead, Mallrats, Conan the Barbarian, The Running Man, George of the Jungle, Twins. He must be Schwarzenegger's guy because he's in a lot of his stuff. Some of All Fears, End of Days, Conan the Destroyer, Red Heat, Raw Deal. <laughs> 
Red Sonia. Um, yeah. And way down the list in enemy hands. <clears throat> um, what else? I haven't said anything I really like about it. I think it's mainly just the idea and the two German guys are pretty good. William H. Macy's hit and miss. Uh, sometimes he's fine. I don't think he's really right for the role, though. And there's a lot of the other Americans that they're kind of, um, I don't know, okay. And you could call some of them up-and-comers, like um, Jeremy Sisto, I know. Um, Sam Huntington, I think, is one of them, where it's like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, he was in, like, he's Jimmy Olsen in Superman Returns. He's in Fanboys, Detroit Rock City. He was Mimi Siku in Jungle to Jungle. <laughs> that classic Disney movie. Um, and then, what's this guy's? Ian Sommerhalder was in The Vampire Diaries, which I did not watch, but I recognized his face and I knew he was on some vampire show so that's what that was so yeah there's a few guys that they're they're recognizable but uh, no one no one huge um, ending is pretty bad yes that's my last note <laughs> like in the uh, POV camp POW camp. POV. <laughs> you see it from their point of view. Uh, well, there's so two things. Like even the whole conflict. Uh, I don't even know how it gets wrapped up now that I think about it. Like, what's the end on the sub part? Like, I, I, don't, I honestly don't remember. I don't even remember. They make it, but the, the, like the Germans don't have to shoot against themselves. Something happens. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they shoot. This this is one of the good things. They shoot at the other German, but it's a dud, right. which is established earlier on. So that I appreciated, where they do make mention of some of them being duds, sometimes, and then the fact that they fired on them, and then the guy, he's like, if it hit, it exploded. I don't know how I would feel. Like he was pretty torn up about that but yeah the the pow camp well first of all before it even gets to that we've got william h macy at the desk of that guy <laughs> from the beginning um for some reason i don't know why it's that guy other than we saw him before but kind of like pleading with him about the prisoners i guess like yeah. oh they helped us they should be set free it's like what this is like... the thing this, that sounds like a typical karen type person <laughs> like just stating things or it's just like yelling at a cop or someone let him go let him go he's trying to help and it's just like no they're yeah. still nazis it's just 
Yeah. Um, so there's that scene. And then I thought for sure is like, so what? We don't even find out what happened to the the Nazis. But then you do see them. They do the classic through the fence conversation. And the fact that uh, he brings his wife is so yeah. bad. Like it, on so many levels. On the like why. And like yeah. you've, you've, did someone say... I've heard so much about you. I feel like that dumb line is probably in there somewhere. I think so. And I can't even think of which one would say it. I feel like she says it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what What have you heard so much about? He's, these wonderful his Nazis. new best friend. And, yeah. And then also, like, th- this gets into a little, I don't know what it gets into, but... Mary Samsonite is an attractive looking woman and like are you just bringing your hot wife to tease (laughs) this guy that's in jail and just like yeah well we'll see you when we see you see you later I'm gonna go home and bang my wife while you (laughs) spend the remainder of the war in this prison good to see ya like you know what I mean it feels like it's almost like a flex like yeah, I got my hot <laughs> wife here. Like it really does. And like it's like there's she's so seemed, unnecessary to come. Like yeah, Adam, she could have just been in the battle. car. I don't need to talk to your kids and your family, vice versa. You know what I mean? Like it's just like we have the connection. It's our family yeah. doesn't need the connection. It's so, and that's like even if we were free together at the end, like almost like. Uh, you don't have Frodo. Is it Rosie? <laughs> Sam's wife? Yeah. You don't have Frodo start talking to Rosie. Right? Me and Sam went through a lot of crap together. No. The guys are connected. Rosie is Sam's problem. <laughs> it is. It just felt weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it seems like this is like minimum security <laughs> prison. Like you could just walk up to the fence <laughs> from the road. It seems like. Oh, like I feel like there was a little bit, but it did. It did feel like uh, I wrote this down. Uh, it felt like they were about to say, especially Macy, maybe if we could just learn to love we could start healing this crazy country or crazy world. It's just like, it seems like he's about to say that. It's just something insane. Like, per, But perhaps this time we can make it work. Like, it's just so yeah. sentimental. And, uh, yeah. When does it end, like, timeline-wise? Does it, I don't even know if it's cares, but... <laughs> Just like where where are they at in the war? Like, yeah, if you made some reference to something that we know is coming. Well, I know that, <laughs> like, it starts in nineteen forty three. Okay. Uh, I found the guy that is, I think he's an admiral in this, but he's in um, Xander Berkeley. Is known for Terminator Two Judgment Day. 
he's Todd. Air Force One, I think he's the bad agent, which also has William H. Macy in it. Um, Shanghai Noon. <laughs> so that's three movies that I know him from. So I feel like there's something else, like maybe he was on X-Files or something. I don't know. Something like that. But uh, I think that's good enough. Terminator 2, Air Force 1, Shanghai Noon. Um, what else about the end? There was something else stupid. Uh, oh, uh, not even, um, not even the very end, but, uh, with the destroyer that's on the surface, there's shots of them, like, getting to battle stations yeah. and stuff. And it is completely different film quality. Like, <laughs> the other ones where it's like, oh, that must be taken from U571. It still kind of matches, even though it's, like, better than what this sh should be. The It's the opposite with those Destroyer. It's, like, stock footage, like, uh, really old or something. Like, it just looks really grainy and probably a different aspect ratio. It uh, really stands out. And I'm pretty sure someone mentions Torpedo Tube 6 because I wrote that down. So I don't know if that was a different boat, if maybe that was the the other Nazi one because it seemed like it was bigger. But there was a Tube 6 mentioned. And this is just overall with this movie. The editing is really bad. Like just cutting between people's faces constantly and... I don't know. It just... It does not look good. Um, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. That's it for me. Uh, I gave it a two and a half because I thought it was like for every good idea, there's a bad idea. So I felt like it balanced out. But we kind of only talked about what was bad. So I feel like that's pretty generous. Yeah. But I also gave Steel Sharks a two. So I wanted it to be better than that. Because that one is like legitimately more of a bad movie. This one's like potentially good. But then some weird stuff. So yeah. No, I this know. one, I gave it a two. So we aren't very far off. I just like, I thought going into it, I was giving it a two and a half. That was my pre-watch prediction in that I, and I already knew my review where it's like completely middle of the road nothingness but I think it's a little less than that especially Scott Kahn uh, hate him hate everything about his character in this uh, and yeah. he's just like the worst decision maker too just like completely incompetent uh, but it has potential not all of it but that some of the idea of yeah. being forced to work together and you could even like do it in another setting where maybe yeah you escape from a prison camp and some you disarm some guards and they're forced to come with you and then you have to survive with them or whatever like the idea of needing your 
enemy help is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Whatever. That's fine. not not the worst, but it's it's a uh, good September. Yeah, it's the balance we need. Uh. So. I'm glad we watched it. And you can too on Tubi. I think it's even. Oh, I don't know if it was this one, but uh, I think Steel Sharks when I was looking for clips for that because I put together the reload <laughs> supercut. Uh, I think the whole thing is on YouTube for that one. You can watch for free. So even if they take it off Tubi, Steel Sharks is there, but I don't know about in enemy hands. So, But next week, next week will be... DOS boot which I know we talked about there being different cuts do you know what yours is yeah, that you have I, don't I think the one that I have access to is the director's cut okay. so I don't know how different that is but um, let me check here um I know that there was like also a remake, but I'm pretty sure this is like the original, but director's cut. Um, and then the one with it is going to be, I think it was called Submarine Seahawk. Is that what we pulled? It has a skull yeah, torpedoes on it. Yeah, yeah. Submarine Seahawk is the name. I'm excited about that. Like, uh, I don't know the reputation. I that one was hard to find clips for, so it's probably not popular. But I have a feeling it'll be better than in enemy hands. Mm -hmm. That's my prediction. At least a three. Um, and yeah, DOS boot from 1981 has quite the reputation. Have you seen that one before? I've seen parts of it and I remember falling asleep, not really fault of the movie, but I know certain things about it that I won't spoil here that I think are important. So, but yeah, I just also, and I think the... German captain looks like the U five seven one captain, but I think that's on purpose. U five seven one copied this. Yeah, well, this guy, um, like Das Boot. It's funny. I know this guy from other things. Jurgen, where they go? Jurgen Prochnow. Uh, but I haven't seen him this young, um, so it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. And uh, shoot, what else am I gonna say? Oh, it's directed by Wolfgang Peterson, 
His credits are insane. Yes. Read them off. So. so, Das Boot just talked about it. Air Force One. The never-ending story. Troy. Outbreak. The perfect storm. Another water thing. Poseidon. Another ship thing. <laughs> um, Enemy Mine. I haven't seen, but I've heard stuff about it. And a few other things I don't recognize, but still. Never Ending Story, Das Boot, Air Force One, Troy. Just those four. It's like, what what a range. <laughs> so, uh, that'll be next week sometime. Maybe even this week. Who knows? Uh, probably not this week. But... Uh, That'll wrap up our very first September, and uh, we thank you for listening. Suddenly the sun broke through. See the sun. I turned around, she was gone. All I had left was one little flower in my head.